the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject in this message, The Qualities of a Faithful Steward. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Psalms 147.4 says, He counts the number of stars. He calls them all by name. What a mighty God. He knows every star all by name. I would just love to hear God just call the name of the stars. And so, you know, if he knows the name of the stars, he knows the name of his children. (laughs) That gets good. Uh, uh, uh. Then what a mighty God we serve. As we look at the sun, the moon, the stars, we can all agree with the psalmist when he says in Psalms 19:1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Beloved, God created such a spectacular universe until many people and believers alike really do not want to leave here, even though we are living in a fallen creation. Now, a lot of folks say, I don't want to go. I love the Rocky Mountains. I love the Pacific Ocean. And we, my wife and I have been to many oceans around the world, and they're beautiful. And to see the sun set over the horizon of those oceans is absolutely stunning. There's such beautiful, I've been down in New Zealand. I've been up to the Swiss Alps. You know, we've been in the Rocky Mountains. We've been to the Ozars. And you just go to all these places and you say, oh my God, what a mighty God we serve. God did such a good job till even in this fallen creation, we don't want to leave it. You think the earth we live in is something, just wait till we get to heaven. It is stunningly beautiful and stunningly indescribable. Number five, God owns the ocean. The word is oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams. God owns the ocean, lakes, rivers, and streams. Genesis 1, 9a says, Then God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. Genesis 1.10b says, and the gathering together of the waters he calls seas. And they stay within their boundaries until he orders them beyond. And God saw that it was good. About 70% of the earth's surface is covered with water. 97% of the water of the earth is salt water. Salt water is filled with salt and other minerals. Those of you who have gone with me to Israel, one of the most fascinating seas to be in is in the Dead Sea. I mean, when you get in, you got to be careful. 
You say, why? Because it's so many minerals and it's, 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 the content is so, uh, so full of minerals until you f- actually float on top of the water. And if you're not careful, you can just float on out there. You don't go down. You just float on top. Matter of fact, the minerals are so rich. You have all the Dead Sea products off of the, uh, 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 off of the Dead Sea. The best products are, are, are from there. People order them and people stock up on them. If you get a cut or a bruise or something and you step in that water, it's going to burn for a while, but it's the best medicinal help you can get for your skin. Now, don't drink it. You, uh, you go to heaven prematurely. Two <laughs> percent of the water on earth is glacier ice at the North Pole and South Poles. Less than one percent of all the water on earth is fresh water that we can actually use. We use this small amount of water for drinking, transportation, heating and cooling, industry and many other purposes. Uh, number six, God owns plant life. God owns plant life. Genesis 1, 11 through 12 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs that yield seed, and the fruit trees that yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Whatever God said and ordained, it happened. Verse 12, And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the trees that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. My friend, the variety of foods and produce we get from plant life is absolutely incredible and stunning to say the least. Let me give you just one amazing example. Scientist George Washington Carver, a black man born in 1860, changed the way we live today in so many ways. A smart, brilliant man indeed. Not only did he invent peanut butter, he also came up with over 300 products from the peanut, from that 300 products from the peanut. Such, let me give you an example. Uh, uh, such as flour, paste, insulation, paper, wallboard, wood stain, soap, shaving cream, skin lotion, ink, and even candy. What a smart, br- and yet very few people know George Washington Carver. What a shame. This is just from one plant. In addition, guess what? He invented crop rotation. His inventions contributed greatly to the economic improvement across America. That's just a little bit of what that great man did. Number seven, God owns the sea creatures. Genesis 120, verse 120a says, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Genesis 121 says, So God created sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded. Not only does God own the sea creatures, but they also obey him immediately 
and without procrastination. The, the sea creatures, they obey him immediately and without procrastination. Whereas Jonah, who was commanded to go and preach in Nineveh, rebelled and fled to Tarshish, resulting in being swallowed by a great fish. Now he ran from God. God parked a big fish there and said, swallow him. The fish didn't say, I'm not going to swallow him. It may be your fault, God. No, he did just what God said. God says, Jonah, go preach. Go preach. He ran. God says, fish, swallow. Oh, he swallowed him. Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, which is indicative of our Lord being in the grave three days and three nights. Jonah chapter 2 verse 10 also says, So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Can you imagine Jonah? He said, it's time to spit him out. I want you to spit him out, uh, fish, at the very place where he was running from. Goes up, got an indigestion problem. Okay, all that fish fat and fish vomit. He was preaching a sweet gospel to pagans draped in stench. Between 700,000 and 1 million species live in the world's oceans. It is almost estimated, it is also estimated that between one-third and two-thirds of those species have yet to be named and described. Scientists say there may be as many as nine million species we have not yet discovered. Number eight, God owns the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom. No one knows for sure how many species of animals exist on earth. In fact, some 10,000 species of animals are discovered each year with over one and a half million species already described. Projections for the total number of species on earth range from 2 million to 50 million. In Genesis 2, 19 through 28, it says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. Not only does God own the animal kingdom, but they also obey him immediately. And the animal kingdom obeys God without procrastination. It's amazing that animals often display more sense than people. God speaks to them and the animals obey. You say, give me an example. And yet God speaks to man and he rebels. Let me just show you the obedience of animals. In Genesis chapter 7, verses 14 through 16, it says, They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing after that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind uh, of every sort. Verse 15, and they went into the ark to Noah, two by two of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that enter the ark, male and female of all flesh, went in as God commanded him and the Lord shut him in. And when the Lord shut, when the Lord shut Noah in, he shut in all the animals. And guess what? 
Noah did not have to go out and get a rope and catch a horse. He didn't have to run after a pig. I, I, I imagine. And you know what? And they went in orderly, two by two, male and female. They, they didn't come, one, of, they, one of them say, you know what? I feel transgender today. <laughs> male and female, two by two in order. Can you look at the line? <sighs> I'm just using my sanctified imagination for a while. And Noah fluffed up his hair. Here come the gorilla. <gasps> Noah shake his hand. Hi, Mrs. Gorilla. <laughs> Here come the giraffe. Hey, you know what? You see how that, that long neck creature, you got to be mindful now. They didn't have to be fully grown. They could just be babies. Just babies. And they get on there. And they're all taken care of. And the ark was designed to God's specification so that everything would be exactly the way he ordered. The food supply would be there. Everything when you do exactly what God tells you to do. And when you do what God tells you to do, your food supply going to be just right. Your pantry going to be just right. (laughs) The gas in your car going to stay just right. When you obey God, he takes care of those who are obedient. Why don't you just obey God and leave the consequences to him? God Almighty, they obeyed. Number nine, God owns the fowls of the air. Genesis 1.20b says, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Genesis 1.21b through 22 also says, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. While the actual number of bird species is unknown, since new species continue to be discovered, there are approximately 10,500 known species of birds in the world, according to the International Ornithologist Union. There are approximately 21,000 subspecies of birds. Number 10, God owns all people. He owns all peoples. Genesis 1, through 28b says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. If you want to see the beauty of diversity among people, I'm just fascinated. Just sit down at, at any international airport. Just sit there and you'll see all kinds of people. If you want to see all kinds of people and ethnicities, just go to Disney World. You will see peoples from every nation, ethnicity, in many shapes, tongues, languages, shapes, and sizes, speaking every language imaginable. God created them all, male and female, and said, be fruitful and multiply. Now I'm to the summary. You see, how do you get finances out of all this? 
Well, let me just give it to you. A, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. God has created the entire universe for his glory and for the good and enjoyment of humanity. This should move us to respond in loving obedience to return thanks by giving our time, giving our talents, and giving our treasures back to God in response to creation. B, sadly, as many saints grow older in age, they are still, the word is self-centered. They don't get more generous as they get older, they get more self-centered. And keep for themselves that which belongs to God, the God of all creation, instead of being more thankful, the word is thankful, and generous as we come to our, closer to our departure. You know, the closer we get to going to heaven, the, the, the more generous we should be in this life. Why? Because of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 15, which says, Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing, look at this, they take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. I've done many funerals, and I've never seen uh, a U-Haul behind a hearse. You take absolutely nothing. So why don't you become more generous? You can't take that stuff with you. That's why the scripture says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. See, with a God who has provided all of these incredible undeserved blessings, we should be motivated to give the first and best of our financial blessings to Jesus Christ, the King of glory. You see that? With a God who has provided all these incredible undeserved blessings, we should be motivated to give the first and best of our financial blessings to Jesus Christ, the King of glory. D, until you genuinely believe by faith that this is our Father's world and that he owns it all, you will always struggle. You will always what? Struggle to release that which belongs to God. I say it again, until you genuinely believe by faith that this is our Father's world and that he owns it all, you will always struggle to release that which belongs to God. Psalms 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord and all is full is the world and those who dwell therein. E, when we consider the world, the vast universe and all of God's creation, we should be moved moved like the summits in Psalms 116.12 to ask ourselves, what shall I render to the Lord for all of his goodness toward me? I mean, when I look at my children, when I see my grandchildren, when you see your great-grandchildren, when you can see the car, some of you got two or three cars, when you see the, the, the closet stocked with clothes on top of clothes, and storage and rent, rental storage down the street that you're paying insurance on. 
When you consider all of these things, you ought to be like the psalmist and ask the question, what shall I return to the Lord for all his creation given to me, for all his goodness toward me, for giving me Lassie and Queenie the cat? I'm just making up names. But my pets and all these things comes from God. F. We belong to God by creation. And if we've trusted Christ as our personal savior, we also belong to him by salvation, which means we are God's property. He is our owner and master. Therefore, have you yielded your body, soul, spirit, and possessions that God has entrusted to you back to him. Beloved, God created you and saved you by his precious blood. We were bought with a price, which means we should give him our bodies. We should give him our soul. We should give him the spirit that is within us. First Corinthians 6:20 says, for you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. As we consider God's creation, a song comes to mind as I close this message. Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. I can't miss you, God. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. What a mighty God we serve. And all God's children say it. God bless you. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for part one of this financial series so that we can just think on your goodness toward us. And Father, I declare, if you don't do another thing for us, you've already done far more than we deserve. Father, I pray that we be so filled with gratitude and thanksgiving that we would say, I want a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ who created it all. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That word is Christ. And Father, there's someone here who does not know you. And if they were to die at this very moment, they would spend all of eternity 
in hell's fire forever separated from you with no purpose, no help, and no hope. I pray, God, that the young people here and the teenagers and the children and the young adults and the seniors will say, I take Jesus now as my personal savior. The one who created me and put a soul in my body that desperately needs the Lord. I cry out now for help. And for those who have backslidden, turned from God, and gone their own way in procrastination and rebellion, I pray that they would say, I'm coming back to Jesus. And Father, there are others who are saved here today, but they've just been out of church a long time. They've just kind of been meandering around, uncommitted, don't know what they're going to do. I pray that you settle the matter today. They're not here by accident. You order their presence, and I pray that it is not in vain for them to wait on tomorrow that may not come, that they would say, I will receive no excuse, but I will make my decision to please God and accept him as my savior and to get in a good Bible teaching church to learn the holy word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.